This is Enjoy Cherokee Voices, a podcast recorded live to deliver in-depth conversations with dynamic people from all corners of Cherokee County. Listeners like you sink into this weekly podcast to learn more about the people that make Cherokee County extraordinary. And now it's time to get to know another neighbor. Here's your host, Jody Drinkard. Hey, Katie, how you doing? Hi, Jody. I'm good. How are you? Good. I had a really good guest in here today. You did? Yes. Who? Ryan Roth. Right here in Cherokee County, they have the Nomadic Flow Outfitters business. It's downstairs in the mill in Ottawa from our studio here. And he was here talking about his love of kayaking. Yeah. It's fun. He talked about from his first kayak trip with his family when he was a youngster and how kayaking has really kind of taken him all over the world to Africa, to Costa Rica. Cool. And even to the depths of the Grand Canyon. Oh, goodness. Intense. That's adventurous, dangerous stuff. It is. He's a fun guy to talk with. He's also a fire and rescue EMT kind of guy, but he spends a lot of time actually rescuing people on the water or whatever, you know, in in North Metro Atlanta. So, and believe it or not, he's going to tell us what his favorite restaurant is here in Cherokee County. Oh, good. Lots of things to look forward to. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear about the kayaking. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's get it. Let's get it. Goshen Valley provides peace and purpose to youth in foster care. There is an ongoing need for foster families in Cherokee County and all over Georgia. Goshen Valley is here to help meet that need. They provide safe, stable, and loving family-based models of care for those in need. Goshen Homes is a vital component of Goshen Valley. Goshen Homes understands that siblings in foster care should not be separated because they grow better together. For this reason, Goshen Homes works to recruit, train, license, and support foster families working with sibling groups in Cherokee County and the state of Georgia. If you have a little extra room in your home and heart, consider learning more about Goshen Homes and the unmatched joy you can discover by becoming foster parents. Visit www.goshenvalley.org homes. That's www.goshenvalley.org homes. I'm here today with Ryan Roth of Nomadic Flow Outfitters, located right here in downtown Canton. Ryan is a kayak trainer, excursion guide, a cheerleader for all things kayak. He also works for the Sandy Springs Fire Department, Police Department, Rescue, Swift Water Rescue Team. And um, welcome to Enjoy Cherokee Voices. I'm glad to have you here today. Well, thank you so much. Glad to be here. First things first, I want to talk about kayaking. Kayaking fascinates me. So, Tell me about the first time you went kayaking. Ooh, kayaking for me started uh, just renting kayaks at a beach vacation with my family. Uh, we were in Polly's Island, South Carolina, um, where we had a house on the inlet. So you have the inlet side um, between the mainland and the island, and you had the Atlantic Ocean on the other side of the island. I, I've always been in love with the water. I always enjoyed being on the water. So this was opportunity for me to be able to travel to different parts of the island via water uh, in a kayak. So uh, as a kid, it was, it was very fun um, just getting to paddle the inlets and go fishing, um, paddle from, you know, we had several rental ha- properties uh, that we rented out, um, aunts, uncles, cousins, everybody was there. So you could paddle from dock to dock, 
go have breakfast at grandma's house and then paddle around the island to the beach uh, and then spend all day on the beach and then pack your kayak back up and paddle back to the house, um, you know, during the sunset. So uh, that was where I fell in love. It was, I didn't have to rely on anybody else. I was a one man show. I could hop in the kayak and paddle wherever I wanted to and explore any part of the, uh, the canals or the ocean. And then what, how long before you went again? How long before you were able to get in the kayak again? Uh, we would do like more, I guess, canoeing because we had a, a family canoe. We would canoe at the lake and stuff like that. Um, and then that kind of became something, the highlight of kind of the family vacation. We always make sure we had kayaks. Um, and it was probably the next year that we finally, my parents finally invested in a couple of kayaks for us mm-hmm. to be able to start paddling other places around our house and everything. So going on different rivers, the Yellow Rivers where we were close to and Jackson Lake and Lake Varner, places like that uh, over in Covington. Where do, you, where do you go most of the time when you're just kayaking? You got a day off and you're going to go kayaking. Where do you like to go around here? Uh, typically for me, uh, whitewater kayaking is, is usually where I spend most of my time. So my parents, they live up on the Carter K River up in LOJ. So mm-hmm. usually we tie in some kayaking to visiting the, the parents up that way. So we'll do a lot of trips up there. My favorite river here in the southeast is uh, the Chattooga River. So we go out there. It's got... A lot of great whitewater rapids. Uh, it's completely isolated from civilization. Uh, you, you put in the river, you don't see a sign of human influence for the rest of the day until you get to the boat ramp eight miles later, once you cr- truck across a lake, uh, Lake Tugaloo down there. So mm-hmm. um, that's usually where I like to go whenever I've got some freedom and uh, some free time myself to go enjoy the river. Well, you've been all over the world. You were in Uganda in Africa. Tell me about that. So uh, Uganda's absolute amazing place we got to live the village life for for a couple of weeks uh we had an, an awesome setup i uh, got invited by a couple of pro kayakers clay and Stephen wright uh, who paddle for jackson kayak which is one of the brands that we sell in our shop they were doing their last kind of hoorah to go paddle the white nile river which has always been known as being some of the world's biggest and just absolute best world-class in rapid size of waves and, and rapids that the, that river offers. Freestanding waves, 12 feet tall on average you, on certain sections of the river where you can get out there and surf the waves, do tricks. Um, on a river, you can surf? Yes, ma'am, absolutely. Wow, yeah, wow. Yeah, there's, and there's, there was one wave uh, on the lower section of it called Virgin Wave, which even had kind of like an oceanic tube to it. So you could actually get into like the tube of the stationary wave when you get to it, you just turn your boat upstream, start paddling against the current to slow your momentum down. And then as you start to ride up the wall of the wave, eventually you transition your power forward and drop back into the wave and surf. So the current's rushing towards you and you're just riding a wave the entire time. And you can do 360 spins, you can plug well, it this, in loop and all sorts of fun things. This river must be a little bit wider than the Etowa. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Much wider. It was wow. actually very insane how, uh, how big... Uh, the white now was because you didn't realize how big it was but it was we would come out on sections that as were as wide as Lake Lanier in certain sections like mm. in the, the big massive part of Lake Lanier you could just see all the way across the other side and it would break into three different branches um, and all three branches were much wider than the Chattahooch at its widest part here in Georgia. Can you tell me about some of the wildlife you, that you saw in Africa? Yes, ma'am. So in Africa, uh, you know, everyone always asks me, you say, you're going to go kayak the White Nile. Aren't you worried about hippos and crocodiles and those guys? Um, which it is a, a real threat. Um, fortunately for us, the section of the river that we were on is not one that's known to have them come up that far further downstream. They're everywhere. But um, 
and they'll occasionally come up up that way, but uh, you know they typically keep away from those those rapid sections um, and everything on that section of the of the river. The dam also already being constructed kind of prevented that flow of of wildlife from coming up. Uh, however, you can't ever take it out of the back of your mind that it's always a possibility when you're sitting in a little six foot kayak. And uh, there was one time where I was sitting in a an eddy on the river, a little calm section. Uh, and we were kind of regrouping and I saw something out of the corner of my eyes and all I could make of it were eyes and teeth and it <laughs> went back under and you could just see the ripples. So I had to contemplate, all right, is this the time that I'm going to meet a crocodile or a hippo? <laughs> and uh, it came back up, but it was just this insanely large river otter. Um, and he was just feeding <laughs> off of the bottom of the river and coming up and getting air and didn't pay me any attention, but did he look at you and go, mm-hmm. he, he looked at me and I don't know if he sized me up for lunch and decided maybe I was a little too much for him, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he was definitely, uh, very impressive. You see the river otters, you know, around here and you see them at, you know, the aquarium and the zoo. And I mean, this guy was easily much larger than any river otter I've ever seen before. Yeah. Um, and then I guess the other uh, memorable critter that I got to see in Africa, um, was, uh, the shoebill stork, which shoebill shoebill stork. Yes, ma'am. Which initially when I got there, uh, Stephen Wright had told me, Hey, this, this is an impressive bird, an impressive bird. If you see this, it's going to be really cool. And to me, I'm going, uh, bird watching is really not my thing. I'm a little too young to be getting into watching, watching birds and, and things of that nature. But, um, when we went into Jinja, uh, one of the cities in Uganda, all of a sudden we were walking down the sidewalk and you could just see the shadow coming over you. And it looked like when you looked up into the sun, it looked like a scene from Jurassic Park with <gasps> two pterodactyls landing in the trees above you. And it were the shoebill storks, uh, which stand about four feet tall when they're walking around on the ground and they're thick and big. And uh, Oh my goodness. You know, they prey on other birds and, and uh, they're, they're pretty savage. <laughs> Yikes. I think I would have freaked out just a little bit. Well, they, nobody seems to bother them. Like I said, I think I told you before, I'm pretty sure I saw them steal someone's lunch. They were having a picnic and the bird flew in, grabbed their bag, and nobody left, said anything <laughs> about it. So, <laughs> Take my bag, please. <laughs> All right. When it comes to money, wealth, and investments, I don't know squat. Fortunately, I don't have to because I know Judy Ross and her team at J. Thompson Ross Investments in Woodstock. J. Thompson Ross doesn't just know their stuff. They are among the elite named best in state wealth advisors by Forbes. They partner with me on wealth solutions, my portfolio, estate planning, everything I need to ensure I don't outlast my money. Let the J. Thompson Ross team go to work for you today. Visit JTRinvestments.com for more details. That's JTRinvestments.com. You and your wallet will be glad you did. Securities offered by Raymond James Financial Services. Member FINRA and SIPC. Visit JTRinvestments.com for regulatory details. You had one other adventure I wanted to talk about. So I understand you also have done quite a bit of kayaking in the United States outside of Georgia, including... The Grand Canyon, is that right? Yes, ma'am. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, so the Grand Canyon is one of just the iconic places. If you like to paddle, if you like adventure um, and like nature, it is an experience that I think everyone should have. Even if a lot of people get deterred from it because of the rapids, 
Um, but we had a very diverse group on our trip. Uh, the cool thing is one person wins a permit and typically it's a 16 person permit. So mm-hmm. that person has to go. Um, and then they can bring up to 15 other people on their permit with them. Uh, and that's what happened with us. Um, uh, and where does that start then? Where do you begin and end that? So that trip we started in uh, Lee's Ferry is the launch site for it. Um, in what state? Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's the Colorado River. So we start in Lee's Ferry and then it flows all the way down to Lake Mead, which is also in Arizona. And it's 260 miles of river that you cover. Um, and we were on the water for 20 days while we were out there. Wow. So. And then you're moving. You don't have one camp. You Correct. You yes, have ma'am. your uh, tent with you and your food with you. And mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, 20 we, days. Yeah, we brought everything. We had uh, on that trip, it was uh, six rafts uh, that we had in that group. All of them are uh, row-framed rafts, so 18 feet long, 8 foot wide. They each weighed about 3,000 pounds when they were loaded down with gear. They had aluminum frames, so we carried cargo boxes, coolers, everything on the on the raft and one person had a set of oars and that one person did all the work on the raft everybody else got to sit back and relax so wow so did anything exciting happen did anything dangerous happen we did have did have to use some of my medical training uh and mm-hmm. everything in the canyon i think it was it was day nine or ten um we were down in the canyon and it was actually my wife's raft, which she hates me to tell everybody that, but <laughs> she was she was rowing one of the rafts. Um, we got there, we scouted the rapid. It's a rapid called Bedrock. Um, it's just really, really nice rapid. It's got all the surge of the river going into this massive boulder that's sitting in the middle of the river, and that's what's called Bedrock. Well, the river pushes you in a wave train over to the left side of Bedrock, which is where you don't want to go. It's got... Uh, couple of big hydraulics and it's notorious for flipping rafts on that side of the rock uh and pinning them up against a wall and holding them there for hours Mm -hmm. um and you can imagine a three thousand pound raft it's a if it flips over it's a nightmare to get it right side up and Mm -hmm. if it gets the weight of the river holding it up against a wall it's also a nightmare to get it unwedged um and get it back into the flow and that just puts a delay on the entire day for us to get to our next campsite uh, and we do have to be off the river by a certain day, so we can't have too many delays um, going through. Uh, but anyway, so we got there, and we, we split up. We had two kayakers in the water that were part of our team, so they went through first. Um, so you have kayakers and the rafts yes, going at the same time. Okay, yes, so go on. Um, so, yeah, so we, we had them. They were our safety boaters, so they went through the rapid first. Um, and then we had... Um, we had a really cool setup. We had the three guys and, and three girls rowing the different rafts. So we had um, three guys. We decided to go first, get our rafts through, um, and the girls watched. And then they got on their rafts, and they launched their rafts out and then came in behind us. And uh, Zana's raft was the, the last one on that in that train. And you, there's a very small margin of room that you can be, have that big raft in before you because you can't come too close to the right you'll hit you'll dry out on rocks and it's just gonna dry the beach the raft and spin it around and push it in the wrong direction but you also can't get too far out into the river so you've really got to thread the needle where that boat is uh and they got out her and and uh the two girls that were on that particular raft got out and when they were going towards bedrock the wave train the water surged and lifted the raft up so when they went to row 
with the paddles, all they caught were air and they didn't catch any water with that. Yeah. So they lost all their power and momentum in that one stroke. And that's all it took to throw that raft to the left side of the rock instead of getting them over to the right side of the river uh, where they needed to be. And they dropped into a hydraulic and one of those oars got ripped out of, of her hands and came across like a loose sailboat boom and just hit uh, the other girl clean in the head and knocked her right out of the raft. Um, and this was also the day after we had the river flash flood. So the water went from mm-hmm. this beautiful emerald green color to like yoo brown is what it was for that Yoo-hoo whole day. <laughs> I mean, when you got off the water, you, we were all a different shade of brown. Um, that's just how much silt got in the water that day. Um, and that's important for the fact that normally you could see into the waters. So you could see someone when they go over. But in that water, when you go under the surface, even an inch, nobody can see with the brightest colored gear, you're not going to see them at all. Um, so she went down, uh, myself and the other, one of the other guys, we got out there and centered our raft in the middle of the river to rescue her, to get her when she resurfaced. Um, and then she came out, um, she popped up. Uh, Andrew was the, the guy that was with me. He's uh, from Seattle. So he saw her and then she went right back under before I could turn around and spot her. Oh. So we're, I'm holding the, the boat in place and he's got a throw rope. Uh, and then she pops up again. He just throws her the bag, goes straight to her with a throw rope. She grabs onto the rope. So we're pretty much almost out of the woods at this point. Um, so we start put the boat in the current to start getting her away from the rapid while he's pulling her to the boat with the rope. Uh, and then she sees a rock up against the cliff face and decides that you know, she's petrified at this point. She's terrified. And so she lets go of the rescue rope and clings onto the rock. And then we can't get the boat back up the current, of course, to her. So we're going down um, and she's just locked out on that cliff face, not going anywhere. Um, so we decided that we we're going to go get her. So he jumped on the oar rig. I hopped on the back of the raft. And he pivoted the raft and swung it into the cliff face, a section where it was only like 12 foot tall. And so I jumped off the raft onto the cliff, climbed up that real quick, and then ran down the cliff face to her and then scurried down uh, to her. And I could see as soon as I looked down, making it to her, I could see that she had blood, that she was injured, and she had blood coming from the side of her face. Um, we had one, two rafts still upstream that were staged in an eddy to grab her. And by the time I got to her, one of those boats were trying to grab her and she wasn't leaving that rock. So they missed their chance to get her. And oh we, my had, gosh. we had one boat left. So I got to her and I explained, Hey, you're okay. It's all right. Everything's fine. We got one more chance to get on a boat. Otherwise we're going to have to swim through the rest of this, um, which mm-hmm. obviously isn't something she wants to do. And with an open cut, we don't want her to be in the water more than she has to be either. Um, just to keep everything as sterile as possible. Um, so the last raft is coming down and they come in perfectly. Charlie, she nudges her boat up against the rock for that split second that we have. And she hesitated. So I'd already had an arm around her and just grabbed her and threw her on the raft and, and jumped on after behind her. <laughs> and then we were on the raft. And of course, my, my concern is a lot of things as a paramedic we're going through, you know, want to make sure that there's no other underlying issue that's more than a cosmetic injury or, or laceration to the head. So, um, you know, I do a full assessment on her, uh, as we're floating down to the shore, um, while we're letting them handle the boat while mm-hmm. I handle her. Um, so there were no other injuries, but 
you could tell that her ear had been severed uh, and was just hanging on the side of her face by the earlobe. Um, really? There. Yes, ma'am. So, um, And you're in the middle of the Grand Canyon. We are. We are. Miles from anywhere. We are 10 days from getting back to civilization. Okay. Yes, Did ma'am. you have your paramedic case with you? What do you have with you? Uh, yes, ma'am. Carried a ton of medical gear and equipment and everything down into the canyon. Um, and the one thing that we didn't have, we had a makeshift suture kit, but we didn't have a legit suture kit with us. What does that mean? Like you had a sewing kit from the hotel? Or you had... Well, not from the hotel, but <laughs> okay. it was a sewing kit. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, after, you know, we got her calmed down, we kind of explained to her, hey, here is, here are your options. You mm-hmm. know, option A, we have a satellite phone. We can, the only way out of the canyon is by helicopter. Um, you have to get oh. rescued out of the canyon. So um, option two, uh, we do have medical super glue, but with this ear, that's not going to hold and it's going to end up, ripping again before it sets or, or starts to you know, She's going to be in pain too, I would think. Severe pain, I would guess. Yes, ma'am. And, you know, more importantly, you only have a, you have a small window to get something stitched back before you can't really stitch it back together. And then option three was I offered to stitch it back together on the riverbank if she wanted me to do that. She thought about it for, for a little while and kind of said, well, we're only halfway through this trip and this is, it's just such an amazing trip and a once in a lifetime opportunity. She didn't want to miss out on the last 10 days of this trip. So she said, let's just go ahead and stitch it here and I'm going to ride it out the rest of the way. So, so you sewed on her ear. Yes, ma'am. On the river. And that's crazy. (laughs) And we just so happened to luck up that there was another group that was trailing right behind us that we had passed a day or two earlier. Um, and then they had caught back up to us at that point. Um, and that group uh, came through, saw us obviously trying to do something on the riverbank, asked if we were okay. So a couple of our guys went down and told them, yeah, we're, you know, we're fine, but you know, we've got a girl with her ear ripped off and uh, we're trying to get it stitched back on. Do you happen to have a suture kit? If you have a suture kit, we'd love one. And their group was responded like, "Yeah, we have a doctor in our group, and he brought three suture. Yeah, like he brought three suture kits. Um, and then once we got the suture kit, it was easy peasy from there. Just uh, line it up, ended up taking uh, thirteen sutures to get her ear back in. How's her ear now? Looks brand new. Really? Yes, ma'am. Boy, she's got a lot to thank, or she can thank you a long time. I think for that. Holy uh, cat! Just just doing my job. So. Woo. Your business, Nomadic Flow Outfitters, located here in Canton, you do a lot with the Ottawa River. Yes, ma'am. But to me, it's very reassuring to know that the person in charge of this company who rents out kayaks, rents out floats, uh, takes people up the river and has them float down, it's very reassuring to me and the entire community that you are a rescue man. You have sewn a woman's ear back on. Hallelujah. (laughs) And you can help us make sure we're safe in the river. And um, how many people are on your team here at Nomadic Flow? Uh, here at Nomadic Flow, we have uh, six of us here on the team, five or six, depending on uh, on the day. So, Tell me what Nomadic Flow Outfitters is and what you have to offer the Cherokee community. Uh, so Nomadic Flow Outfitters is, uh, we always say we're Atlanta's premier paddle sports retailer. Uh, we are a full outfitter service for 
any paddling adventure you could possibly have. Um, we have, so you mean I can come and buy a kayak there? Yes, ma'am. You can. We have a full retail store. We sell all the biggest names in the industry um, for uh, kayak fishing, whitewater kayaking, recreational, lazy day float trip kayaking. Um, we also sell paddle boards and all the gear and accessories that could go with that to help you fuel, fuel an adventure where you want to go over to a uh, ropes mill and paddle up. Uh, paddle upstream to the waterfalls there you want to go to the lake or you want to go and paddle some of the whitewater rivers many whitewater rivers we have here in the state of georgia paddleboard the ocean we have the gear to get you wherever you want to go um, and to make those trips as enjoyable and safe as possible so if i wanted to bring my family here yes ma'am um my sister and her husband come down i want to show them that i can float that we can float as a group through the city of Canton. Can we go from Woodstock to Canton? No, ma'am. Tell me where this goes. Uh, So pretty much um, we have, uh, for our tube trips, we have a two-mile tube trip that takes about an hour and a half. Um, You can come up. We have a private access point upstream, uh, and then we have our private takeout here at the mill in the Etowah. The cool thing is is you can bring the whole family up. We have cooler floats, uh, so you can bring a cooler. Make sure you have all your ice-down refreshments while you're on the water. Um, Hop in a tube. That requires just a fun adventure spirit and the ability to get out and relax and have fun with your with your group, whether it's friends so you, or family. Pretty much the end of uh, Canton. So you, we put in on the other side of, of Canton. We have a river access, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, two miles upstream. Uh, and then we, we put you in there, um, and then you'll float all the way down. You'll float past the Edouard River Park. You'll go under the beautiful Canton Bridge, mm-hmm. uh, the pedestrian bridge that's at the Etowah River Park. You'll float under that, uh, and then you'll come all the way down under, under the Waleska Street Bridge, um, and then you'll end uh, here at the mill. And right then, here at the mill on Etowah. Yes, ma'am. So I park my car here yes, ma'am. by Reformation Brewery. Mm-hmm. You take me up in a van with the tubes, mm-hmm. pop me in the river, and we float down. How long does that take, two hours? About an hour and a half. Hour and a mm-hmm. half. Hour and a half, and then when you get off the river, you've got the brewery, you've got awesome restaurants, shopping. During the weekends, during the summer here, we've usually got live music up on the stage, so you've got the up in a beautiful lawn to hang out on, so there's something for the whole family to enjoy, but we want to create a, a destination spot, so you can come up, get your tube trip in, and then when you get done, you've got the ability to shop all of the awesome retail stores that are here at the mill, you've got restaurants yeah. you got the brewery you've got so many amazing things to make it a full day trip is there um, also a longer trip can there we is do? there is a longer trip for our kayaks our kayaks go up um and they, i can rent those as well yes ma'am yep and if you have your own kayak we also offer shuttle services so um, if you have your own gear we understand that uh, it's important for us to be able to help people to get on the river so we offer just a shuttle pass that's ten dollars a person you bring your own kayak uh, or paddleboard and then we'll load your gear on our trailer and shuttle you up to the top of the river and drop you off. And then you'll paddle back down and take out here at the mill, uh, just like all of our tubers do. Or I can rent it from you. Or so. you can rent it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Great. And how, can you just give me a rough estimate what it costs to rent? Or does it matter what kayak I get? Like so, a- uh, so all of our kayaks, we use the same kayak. Um, and we use kayaks that, you know, from the brands that we carry because we want to make sure you have a, a very comfortable 
safe, reliable and safe and stable. I don't want to touch a fish. I'm not going to touch a fish in this river, am I? There are fish in the river, but they're not going to come and mess with you. And am I going to fall are, over? I don't want to fall over in there. I don't want to flip the over. The kayaks that we use are sit on top kayaks. They're extremely stable. Um, they're perfect for, for these types of trips. Um, what our trips on the Etowah are geared towards are towards families and first timers or people that are just looking to get out and just have a relaxing day on the water to beat the summer heat. Um, so we have a ton of people. We have people that bring their three-year-old kids out here uh, and the kids have a blast. Um, so we've had, I think we've had age ranges here from three all the way up. To, uh, I think we've had up to like 72 is what mm-hmm. we've had get out here on the river between the, the different trips. Um, and that's what it is. This is, this section of the river doesn't, it has a good current all the way down. So the river does a lot of the work for you even on a kayak. So it's a fast 14, it's a 14 mile trip, but it takes between four and five hours, which is really fast for that distance. Um, all of our kayaks have room on them to where you can bring a small cooler. So we always tell everyone, whether you're bringing your own boats or you're renting ours, pack a, a lunch and some drinks and everything and, and enjoy it. We always like to do floating lunches when we do this section of the river where we'll come into a straightaway on the river and we'll all stop paddling, strap our paddles to our kayaks, break open the coolers, and we'll all just sit around and float down the river or eating our lunch and, and relax and nice. take about a 20, 30 minute break. And then we'll just keep on cruising down the river um, from there. Okay. Hold that thought. We'll be right back. Do you need a landscaping team that does more than just cut the grass? Trust the professionals at Elite Landscaping Services. With 20 years of successful service, they have the tools and know-how to transform your yard into a paradise. They offer residential and commercial services such as fertilizer and weed control, landscape design and installation, landscape management, aeration and seeding services, tree and shrub care, mosquito control, and much, much more. For a free quote, give them a call at 678-680-5434. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention on the show that I haven't asked you? Um, I think we've pretty much kind of covered it. I think that we're, we're kind of shop. We're a very personal uh, shop. We love, we keep it small. We have an awesome, amazing staff. Everyone on our staff is passionate about the outdoors and paddling. So uh, it's not like going to a big box store where someone just needed a part-time job and you're asking questions about gear and, and, they get lost in your questions. Our, our staff is extremely knowledgeable and extremely helpful when it comes to asking gear questions or getting beta on local rivers, places to go explore, where to take your family, where's a good place to, to start your kids or, uh, or, or your go out with your in-laws or, um, or a good date night. Where's a good date night kind of adventure look like for you. Um, and that's what we're, what we're here for. We want to help make paddling adventures more easily accessible for everybody here in Cherokee County. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, we offer a wide array of, of services from our rental program here with tubes and kayaks to guided fishing trips, whitewater kayaking lessons, um, guided river trips all over the Southeast. Uh, we are here to help get you out there and get you started. Two things I really like about your store. First of all, I love that you have a great big television in there showing some of these wild and crazy adventure seekers doing some things. I can't even hardly watch like zipping under waterfalls and, you know, doing these roles that are unbelievable. And second of all, you have some really cool wooden paddles that are made handmade, I think. And they're called Etowah paddles. Yes, ma'am. They're beautiful. They are. They are. 
Yeah. And Etowah Paddles is actually, we are the exclusive retailer. We're the only retail shop that sells Etowah Paddles. Uh, and it is another passionate uh, paddler who has a skill set for making these wooden paddles, uh, these high quality wooden paddles. It is actually located here in North Georgia. Um, and so that's where the name comes from because he's located further upstream on the Edouard River. Um, but he it's wanted to It's worth it make- just for hanging on the wall because this thing is, they're gorgeous. I mean, Not only- even if you're just down at the mill on Edouard, you go into the shop just to see this paddle. It's really cool. They are. They are. So one more time, the address is 141 Railroad Street in Canton, Georgia. And if you need more information, go to nomadicflowoutfitters.com. This is Ryan Roth, owner, operator, cheerleader for all things kayaks. Absolutely. Are you ready for some quickie questions? Absolutely. All right. This is like rapid fire. All right. Let's go for it. All right. It's just like, just fun. So I don't need to stretch. No, you don't need to stretch. (laughs) Pizza or burgers? Burgers. Superman or Wonder Woman? Which one do I want to be? Yes, you can take that. Superman, of course. Okay. (laughs) I should have said, which one did you marry? How's that? (laughs) Favorite flavor of Gatorade? The blue. Blue is not a flavor. It is for me. Okay. All shades of blue are delicious in Gatorade. (laughs) A state you have not yet visited? Ooh, Ohio. Least favorite month of the year? February. Mm. Do you know what Navis phobia is? I do not. Fear of boats. Mm. Mm-hmm. The last, what's the last thing you purchased? Last thing I purchased? Probably a dog collar for Ragnar. Ragnar. <laughs> what's your dream car? Uh, that would probably be Ford F-250 lifted on 37s. Crew cab, of course. Color? Uh, charcoal gray. Oh. Worst pet peeve that you have? Laziness and making excuses. Favorite restaurant in Cherokee County? <sighs> yeah, I've really fallen in love with this, the new Mexican restaurant down here. Nava yes. Taqueria right Delicious. here. Delicious. It is. It's, well, I've only had the margaritas, but they're really good. <laughs> well, I can tell you it's the only place that can serve one chicken quesadilla and fill me up. Oh. Everyone else takes two or three. So Okay, I believe it. <laughs> oh, I'm bringing my husband here. He'll like that idea. Well, thank you very much, Ryan, for coming in today. I think we all learned a little bit about uh, kayaking, Africa, and sewing on ears. Well, it's a wide array of skills that we'd like to cover here. That's right. (laughs) Thanks for your service, for all you do, for rescuing people, and for keeping kayaking in our lives. Absolutely. Just doing our part and glad to be here and really looking forward to many more years here in Cherokee County. Thank you. Enjoy Cherokee Voices and Enjoy Cherokee Magazine are produced by EMI, a nationally recognized award-winning multimedia content producer. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. For additional information about this and all of our podcasts, visit enjoycherokee.com. If you enjoyed this show, click subscribe and take some time to rate and review the podcast now. It really does help us succeed in the booming world of podcasts. And now, stay tuned for Fun Facts with Katie. And here we are with Katie Wheeler. Fun facts with Katie. Hello, hello. What an awesome episode that was. I'm glad you liked it. I did. That was 
fun, fun. What was your favorite part? I think hearing about the adventure in the Grand Canyon because, wow, that's just intense. That's a lot. I know. Can you imagine? No, Mm. really. I've been whitewater rafting and I have no desire nor definitely not the capability to do a stretch that long where you're just in the river. You can't can't leave. Can't just hop out of your boat and get out. No, I was in a tiny river compared to that and went Mm -hmm. belly up, scraped up my leg. and I thought I was dying. Yep. This woman had her ear dangling by a lobe. I'm too much of a wuss. <laughs> I had a black eye once, hit myself in the face with a paddle. I did it to myself, so I can't even imagine. It seems a little hard to hit yourself in the face with a paddle. Were you actually paddling or were you like walking down the street? No, no, no. We okay. were in the boat in the whitewater raft, which are big, and just was going over a rapid and I didn't have a good handle on it. it slipped out of my hand, whacked me in the eye. Boom. So I don't think I'll be hitting up the Grand Canyon anytime soon. What about that bird in Africa? What did he say? A pterodactyl. Can't you just hear it? (laughs) Flying in over you? I'm like, oh no. No, that's terrifying. That is terrifying. I can't even imagine. I don't think I've ever seen a bird that big. Mm -mm. Four feet tall it stood. Yeah, I don't think I want to see a bird that big. Even like a flamingo. Yeah. That's bigger than a flamingo. Right. Yeah. He said it was thick, I think he said. Yikes. Do you find any facts about the White Nile? Yes. Yeah. What an intense trip that sounded like it was. So obviously we've all heard of the Nile River, one of the most famous rivers in the world. And the White Nile is one of the two main tributaries of the Nile River. According to Britannica, it is 1,295 miles long. So a pretty long stretch of the Nile. Um, And there are eight world-class rapids in just a 12-mile stretch of Mm. that river. So it's very intense. No wonder he was able to kind of park it in one spot for a week. Right. And just keep doing those ocean waves. Yeah. Surfing. An endless amount of fun. Yeah. But you definitely have to be a very advanced, proficient kayaker to hit up those types of It's probably not something you and I could do on a lunch break or something. Eh, Yeah. Maybe we better stick with the Etowah. Do you think he wears a life jacket all the time? I would hope so. He's a paramedic. I, I would think that would be in his. I would say his wheelhouse to definitely. <laughs> <laughs> let's try to be safe during our adventure. That's right. Okay. What else did you find out? Talking about the Etowah, obviously, right here in Canton and Cherokee County, um, the Etowah actually runs 164 miles, and people may not know that. It starts up near Dahlonega, Georgia, and it feeds into Lake Alatoona right here, partially in Cherokee County. Oh, yeah. Um, Does it, it's right over there by like Knox Bridge or something. Mm-hmm. Is that right? We drive right over it, over in Knox Bridge, and that's where it kind of runs into Lake Alatoona. It obviously, mm-hmm. it runs out of Lake Alatoona um, on the other side and kind of goes over near Cartersville as well. So it doesn't necessarily oh. end at Lake Alatoona, but it feeds it. I'll be darned. I know. The more you know. I know. Actually, something I did not realize was that the water that flows over Amicalola Falls, which I'm sure many of us have been to, um, is a primary tributary near the beginning of the Etowah. No kidding. Yeah. Hmm. So you can you can see the Etowah all over and then hop on a tube or a kayak right down here in Canton. I would think, no, I've the been to the Amicalola Falls. I don't mm-hmm. think that would be kayakable. Do you think? Uh, probably not. It's a little steep. I know it's steep, but people go over Niagara Falls. I don't think. That's true. There's so many things I don't understand about kayaking. It's like, it is the danger zone. 
It is. You have to be very intense to be a waterfall kayaker. I like kayaking where it's crystal clear water. I love going to Fort Myers Beach, and in Fort mm-hmm. Myers Beach, you go in the back bay there, yep. and you can you can kayak in the peaceful waters and yes. just have the dolphins jumping next to you, uh, or, yeah. or the manatee looking up at you with one loving eye. Mm-hmm. And you gotta, I I like those lazy days, yeah, like kayaking, just bask in the sun, mm-hmm. bring a sandwich, eat out on the water. Nothing where if I'm not paying attention, I might you know crash into a rock. But if I have to fall out of that kayak and touch a fish, I'll tell you what, that just goes right through me. I think one of the best kayaking adventures I had ever had was with my husband up in Canada. We actually went up to Alaska and then we took a train and then a bus and we ended up in the Yukon. Wow. And we were kayaking in a glacial lake, which is beautiful. It was colder than you can ever imagine. It was bet. super cold. And we had kayaked some before so we were kind of ahead of the whole pack and in front of us a caribou huge rack of antlers on this caribou came off the shore and started swimming right in front of us that is cool it was really cool what a sight i bet it was nice i don't think i've ever seen a caribou that's neat did you have any other facts that you found um, we do have some facts about the kayak, just in general. Um, oh, oh goodness, the kayak yeah. was actually invented 4,000 years ago by Inuits, and it was made from animal skins and whale bones. So very different from the plastic kayaks we have now, or inflatable kayaks even. <laughs> um, and kayak means hunter's boat because of the relatively small size of kayaks. Um, it made it very easy to sneak up on prey because it was quiet and it could maneuver into small spaces. So they were able to hunt easily using kayaks. Anything else? I think that's about it. That's all we know. Anybody knows anything else about kayaks or sewing ears on? Send us an email at voices at enjoycherokee.com. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.